Hello and welcome all to another episode of the Financial Fitness Forum. Today, I'm going to interview Mr. Benjamin Matthew, who is currently a product manager intern at Databricks and an undergraduate at UT Austin studying business and computer science. Ben, how are you? Hey, how are you doing well? Thanks for having me. Nice, man. All right, we'll just jump into it. So how did your involvement in the FBLA club during high school shape your interest in both computer science and business? So like, did that experience influence your decision to pursue a major that combines both fields in college? Yeah, I think FBLA was, um, you know, pretty meaningful in two capacities. Um, I think first, like, just as a club, um, kind of just introducing me to, at a service level, kind of different areas of business. Um, I've always kind of gravitated toward the entrepreneurial side, and I think, like, FBLA gave me good hours to do that. Um, and then also just, like, kind of what it means to be a leader. Um, I was able to you know, have leadership positions within FBLA. So um, just kind of working with the team and coming up with ideas, um, collaborating with people, like all of that kind of has helped me, um, you know, through college and also with like work experience. Nice, nice. So right now you are a comp science business major at UT Austin. And how do you see that? Or how do you see those two disciplines complementing each other in your career aspirations? Yeah, I think I chose PS business uh, because, um, you know, in high school, kind of gravitated toward like math, science, and just kind of breaking down um, hard problems and like find solutions. And I think CS is in a very applied way of doing that. Um, I think like that CS education has kind of taught me just like how to, as an engineer, how I can build things. Um, that being said, like things are only useful if other people find value in them, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's where the business side comes into play. Like, how do you properly sell a product? How do you properly like value a company? Um, I think there's like they're very complementary, especially you know if you want to go into tech because um, you know just one knowing how to how the company's product works, but also knowing how to sell that product. I think like you know can it helps you be dangerous, you know? Yeah. Do you think that your academic your academic background prepared you well to, you know, succeed at your internship at Databricks? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's it's kind of just like, even if you know I hadn't learned the exact technology that Databricks is built on, like I think, especially on the CS side, like that education has given me kind of a foundation. Or like how do you properly learn hard technical problems and hard technical like um you know technologies if that makes sense um mm -hmm. more or more or less like a framework for how to learn just like high school would you know help you prepare to come for college i see so databricks is a pretty prominent tech company today so do you have any tips that you would give to aspiring students who are looking to secure internships or even gain practical experience in the tech industry while studying? Yeah, um, I think like two things. One is just stay curious. Um, I, I didn't really know what I didn't I didn't heard of Davis until my freshman year of college solely because the internship I was doing required me to use Databricks. So that's how I like, came to learn of Databricks. But um i think in college i've kind of embraced this idea of like okay just constantly have an eye out for you know what are like the 
the startups that are coming up because you know those may be the big companies you know in, in say five or ten years that's one just like constantly kind of know what companies are coming up um so you can look out for them i think another thing is um this is the advice i've gotten from other people too like especially in cf classes i think sometimes like the the learning can seem pretty like if you don't really try the, the learning can seem like outdated in a way because yeah you know companies today are using like technology that um the technology you're learning in class um you know kind of the technology you learn in class is like much older you know what i mean so um i mean if you if you just if you're able to kind of you know slow down and, and kind of appreciate you know the technology you're learning rather than think of it as like old then that kind of just it makes you more open-minded and um allows you to kind of establish that learning from like i was talking about earlier um and then also like almost like doing what you're doing like reaching out to people if you're the head of you and just seeing yeah. what's on their mind mm -hmm. uh, i think sure. that's also helped me um yeah kind of a long way to answer but... yeah that's fine so Talking about, you know, technology and investment, do you think that AI or even machine learning will continue to impact the finance industry in the future and, and how? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I, I think like what AI and machine learning are really good at is like understanding patterns that may not necessarily be directly obvious to the human eye. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like, that is one area that will constantly just get better and better. Like there'll be models that will kind of understand these patterns, but I think also like large language models will make finance more accessible um, and more explainable. Like, mm -hmm. I think if, if you were to turn on the, the financial news right now, if, you know, like even if I were like to do that, I feel like there would be concepts and things talked about that I may not necessarily understand. Um, but, you know, using something like ChatGPT, I could probably like ask it two or three questions and suddenly understand like a good amount of what they're saying. So um, I think both in like a, like, oh, I want to get returns, like, you know, patterns will be recognized, but then also like, oh, I want to actually like learn what finance is like from an educational standpoint, you know, AI will also help. Mm -hmm. Are you utilizing any of those AI machine learning tactics um, while working at Databricks? I'm not, no, Databricks doesn't really work with like financial, yeah, that's not like our main line of business. So I haven't, but like more broadly, uh, language models, like, um, you know, Databricks is like, we're working on that. Um, that's something we announced recently at like our, our summit. Um, but yeah, not necessarily related to like finance. I see. So I noticed on your LinkedIn that you are a product manager intern, and I was just curious about what the role of that is. So can you like walk me through a day in your role and the skills you find most valuable for success in your position? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good question. I think like when you imagine like a, a company at the scale of Databricks, um, or even a company like um, I'm trying to think something that's like relatable, um, something like, like Instagram, for example, right? Like, um, 
Instagram has many like sub components to the overall app, right? You have like the home page, um, you have um, the explore page, you have reels, you have DMs, like there are all these like sub products within um, the overall ecosystem that there are teams that are dedicated to building those different experiences. Um, and each of those teams have engineers, they, they all have designers. Um, and in most cases, they all have this like person called a product manager. And a product manager's kind of real goal is to constantly be understanding like what our customers um, kind of like pain points with the current experience and how do we change the current experience to be better, um, to you know, kind of better reflect like what customers want to achieve with our product. Um, so for example, right. Like I'm trying to think of, um, let's imagine like before, um, you were able to, you know how right now on Instagram, you can like share a post like through DMS. Yeah. Like if I saw, if I saw a meme, I thought it was funny. I would send it to you and you know, mm -hmm. we would go back and forth on DMS like that. Um, before that share feature existed, um, there were likely there were there's likely this thing happening where um you know two users were who are friends um they would see a post that was funny so they want they would want to send it to one another so they'd probably like click that i think like a top right menu where you can copy a link to a post <laughs> and then send it to their friend yeah. right and like sure that gets the job done of sharing a post but like you know that there is a room for improvement there where people want to share a post um, but the current experience does not support that um, so a product manager what they would do is essentially like interview a bunch of customers and users see what their pain points are in, in those interviews these this scenario that i just mentioned likely came up mm -hmm. um, and then based on that they went back to their engineers and the designers and said like okay this is like a very clearly defined kind of like problem space that users are having, like let's build something. So the designer would, you know, make some designs, engineers would build based on those designs and then they would manage like that launch. I'm kind of like dumbing it down a lot, but that's kind of like where the product manager sits. Their, their main goal is to I see. Yeah. identify like what users problems are and steer the, steer the team to like really address those problems. Does that make sense? Yeah. To an extent. I understand. So, just building off of that, could you like possibly share a specific project or experience where you had to use like your comp side business knowledge to drive a certain product development or even decision making? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a really good example is um, so my freshman year, I worked at this company called HEB. HEB is like Texas's biggest grocer. So imagine like ShopRite, but mm -hmm. in Texas. Yeah. Um, I was working on their e-commerce team. So uh, I think like Amazon, Amazon, like, but for groceries in a way, um, or like, I guess like Whole Foods, um, that whole experience. And um, my main project was like figuring out how we can better rank products on their homepage so that we can drive revenue. Um, so what that means is like, if you imagine if I were to search for laptop, I would probably see like a three by like five grid of all different kinds of banana products. Um, and okay. 
we were trying to figure out, is there a better way that you can rank those 15 banana items to drive revenue margin and so on? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually, it's an interesting problem to solve because like every ranking has some sort of like set of factors that went into that ranking. So for example, like you want to be able to sell items that will give you high profit, but you also want um, items that will like drive, uh, you know, revenue as well. Um, you want to pick items that, um, you know, are generally like larger than, than others because, um, you know, customers are just more satisfied. There's a, there's a whole list of factors depending on the item that, um, users that, that kind of are just favorable in the organization's kind of, uh, mind. Mm-hmm. And what I was able to do was essentially like, and this, this might get a little like complicated, but essentially based on all those factors, let's just say there were like five factors, um, come up with like a, like a quote unquote, like ranking algorithm that would weight each of those factors by a certain percentage. Um, and then based on that kind of algorithm, give every item a score, um, from like, let's just say zero to one. And then based on that score, you would sort them and then that would give you that that ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some ways you're using like this idea of like business because you're understanding like the difference between like margin, revenue, profit, um, and so on. But you're also using the CS knowledge of, okay, like we're just gonna weight different factors differently and that's gonna give us this quote unquote algorithm. Um, in that way, I felt like I was using kind of both of those skills. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're talking about. So in like a specific or a similar context as like a problem like this, do you see your knowledge of comp sign business playing a role in achieving more long-term, long-term career aspirations? Oh, sorry, you that one more time? Like, are you content with, um, how do I say this? Do you think that the, knowledge of having, you know, comp sci and business and having that combination, do you think you can have similar and more complex problems down the line to solve like the one you just outlined? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the key thing is like uh, constantly just like learning um, mm-hmm. even after school is over. Um, and that's something I'm realizing like I'll definitely have to do because as I've talked to like my friends who have graduated, um, whether that be, you know, just like doing personal projects on the side or, um, whatever it may be, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy with like the foundation I have. I think it has kind of, you know, set me up, um, at least for now for kind of the things I want to do. Nice. Nice. So right now I'm, um, I'm going to switch, you know, take a different turn as from what we're talking about right now, but. I know that many students are facing like a challenge of basing, uh, balancing their academic commitments with personal, even professional growth. So how do you personally manage your time effectively and stay focused on your goals? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good, good question. Um, yeah, I think there's like two parts to this. One is um, in terms of like, to achieve your goals, uh, at least my goals, like within college in a professional setting, 
a lot of that is kind of rooted in like making sure you're able to get internships. Um, so that's like one aspect, but then the other is like just constantly kind of, um, talking to people who are ahead of me and just like learning about what opportunities are out there in terms of recruiting. I think you'll find this too. Like a lot of recruiting happens in, in your fall semester at college. Um, any fall semester in any grade or just yeah yeah yeah. so like freshman sophomore junior senior fall like that'll basically yeah yeah okay um and then in the spring that's when your recruiting generally slows down like you may still be recruiting but i think like most of that happens in the fall um and then yeah, yeah so like i've kind of realize that and um kind of tailor my class schedule accordingly so um tend to make sure like my class schedule will allow for me to spend a lot of time on recruiting in the fall and then in the spring that's when I like really kind of load up um so that's like one and then the other thing is like just constantly kind of staying in the loop of what's happening in industry um so the way I've been able to do that is kind of um you know, LinkedIn is a great tool to just kind of see, uh, I follow like, you know, leaders on LinkedIn. So just kind of constantly getting updates on, on whatever they post, um, trying to get more into Twitter for Twitter is like a great way to do that. Um, you know, YouTube, there's always like events going on and, um, a lot of them are recorded so you can watch those. Um, even like on campuses, they usually have like some sort of like speaker session, um, I, I go to school in Austin, so there's definitely like attention there and people come. Um, so I think it's like just like high school where you find balance between, um, you know, classes, extracurriculars and like being social. Like this is just mm-hmm. another kind of thing that um, it's another ball that you, you juggle, but um, you eventually find the balance, you know. That's great. That's great to hear that you're able to leverage all your connections and every uh, every opportunity that you have to like make a connection or just touch base on someone who can, you know, potentially be your boss, you know. So yeah. do you have any advice on how to secure that first internship when you don't have like a big resume? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember like that freshman year, that's like kind of what everyone um trying to figure out and I was too like um the reality is like it's a hard position just because every kind of experience says they want to see previous work experience but how are you supposed to get that if you don't have any in the first place um that kind of like cycle but um I think like one thing is if you can um you know try to do some sort of personal project whether it is technical whether it is like you know, organizing an event, like some sort of initiative that you can show, um, because that just shows like grind and like leadership. Um, that's one thing. I think the other is like the reality is like recruiting is a numbers game. So, and especially as a freshman, I remember I probably sent like at least like 130 apps. Um, just wow, pump, pumping them out. Throughout um, the entire year or in the fall. It was pretty much during the fall. I mean, like, granted, like, I also had freshman year online. So, like, there wasn't that almost, like, social pressure of hanging out with people, if that makes sense. I see, yeah. Um, But, I mean, still, like, 
even people who were on campus, they, I, I did hear like similar numbers. Um, cause you know, you just, but you know, you, you guys got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you only need one, maybe two to land. Right. So exactly, for you, yeah. did anything land for you freshman year? Yeah. So that was HEB. And like, I think that was my only interview. Um, so like, yeah, as you said, you only need one. Right. But hmm. you just got to, you know, shoot your shot and hopefully one of those, one of those will land. You just got to keep shooting until, until it happens, you know? What is your favorite um, tool or app or website to use to apply for interviews or internships? Oh, um, are you saying like, I think you're asking like, how do you hear about stuff, right? Yeah, that's a part asking? of it. Like, you know, a difference between way up or handshake, all those different apps. Like what's your favorite one? Ooh, I've never used way up. I've used handshake, but I haven't had too much success. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly, like I think LinkedIn job is, does a really good job. LinkedIn. Uh, like, yeah, there's like this LinkedIn jobs that there's like, yeah, it's one of the sub products they have. Oh, really? Okay. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they're pretty good. Um, and then also it's just like, if you know, this is probably a more sophomore junior thing, but like, if you know a particular company that you're like really want, even freshman year, honestly, if you know there's a particular company you really want, like, um, just like, I would constantly check their emails or their, their, um, their websites to see if they had posted anything and mm -hmm. then like find people who work at the, that, those companies and like talk to them and just learn about what the environment's like. Okay. Do you think you can like leverage that connection to potentially have a higher chance at working in one of those institutions? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no guarantee about like higher chance, but at least like you get transparency I see, um, yeah. and you just, you know what you're walking into or at least attempting to walk into, you know? Mm -hmm. So in um, your experience, sorry, you keep on. No, last thing I was going to say is just like leveraging alumni network wherever you are, um, especially at like state schools. Like you'd be surprised because since there are just so many people, like, there is a non-negligible chance that like um you know someone is there from your school. Oh, working at those top top firms. Where yeah, wherever you want to be, you know. I see. So in your experience, how important has your GPA been for you know talking to companies or whatnot? Um yeah, I mean, like on applications they'll ask. Um usually it's Usually it's like a range that they ask for, um, like from a predetermined list. So okay. beyond that, I don't know what they, I don't know if how they use it. So, so I, it's not really a question I know how to answer just because I, I don't even know the answer, you know? Yeah. yeah of um, so. So your experience at a state school, how is that in terms of meeting people and, you know, just making connections in the overall environment at, state school yeah it's good um and i feel like going to state school sports culture is generally like very positive very prevalent um i've been playing basketball all my life so like it's very cool to see and be a part of um but then you also you know you can get that small community feel if, if that's what you want through clubs and like academic programs mm -hmm. um and then you know alumni network is it's like amazing so you can definitely find people um 
Yeah. Any, yeah. Is, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So in 2020, what made you choose UT Austin over all your other choices? Uh, I think a few things. One was just like program. I knew I wanted CS and business. Like that would, that would have been my optimal kind of package and they were giving that to me. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, they also like gave me a scholarship. Um, so that also like was very nice. Um, and then also I just like, as you know, honestly coming from like Montgomery, like people don't really talk about UT. It's actually funny when I, when I told people I was going to UT, the, the assumption was it was like university of Tennessee because people just don't know UT. Um, Mm -hmm. so after looking into it even more than I had, like, I think I realized like, okay, like if I want to be in tech, like UT is definitely a, you know, school to, um, consider just as you would any like West coast school. Um, so between the three of those, like it, it was pretty clear. Yeah. Texas definitely seems to be a growing place in tech for sure right now. Yeah. Have you ever considered transferring to a different school and what are your, what are your thoughts on people transferring? Um, I haven't thought to transfer. Um, just cause like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I really enjoy UT, um, you know, friends wise, like I've met really, really cool people. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've had no reason to, I think that's a better way of answering. Um, in terms of other people transferring, like, I think that can be a very personal decision. So I don't feel like it's my place to judge, but having said that, like, I'm sure there are valid reasons to, um, I just haven't really felt those, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, you know, like we talked about, UT is a very big and has a diverse culture. So can you tell us about any clubs, organizations, or extracurriculars that you've um, been involved in and how they've like really enhanced your college experience? Yeah. Um, so I'm part of this club at UT called Texas Product Engineering Organization, or like TPEO for short. Um, and we're a group of students that, you know, all are very interested in going into tech. Um we want to be you apply to the club as like you as like a product designer engineering fellow um and the idea is that like you go through your first year in the club you go through this like fellowship program where you learn kind of like the fundamentals of product design engineering um you're also staffed on a project um you know for like a local kind of organization and you build software for them um, so we've worked with like Dell Children's Hospital. We've worked with like, um, you know, the Austin Public Library. Um, we've, we've done some like pretty cool work and the people in the org are also very highly motivated. Um, so I, I think like those are the kind of people in the community that uh, I really resonated with like professionally. Um, and then I, you know, I've, I've, play basketball at school like there's like a intramural league that me and a lot of my friends are in nice. um that's always fun good way to relieve stress um at ut i'm sure any other like school when you win an iron league like you you get like a t-shirt and that's like the most 
sought out shirt on <laughs> campus. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we will also do I am sports that we've never really done before. It's like we've done pickleball, we've done like cornhole, um, we've done soccer, ultimate frisbee, like doing all this kind of stuff. It's just like fun, fun way to blow off some steam. Um, other orgs, those are kind of the two main, like outside of class and work, um, kind of experiences that I really poured into. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah. Nice. That's your like question. Lot, man. So how are you able to like manage to balance your academic commitments with your social life and also your personal interests? Do you have any tips for time management and maintaining a healthy work-life balance? Um yeah, I mean I don't I can give tips. I don't I don't think like I would say anything that seems super novel. Um Honestly, like one, I think one thing to get really good at is just like knowing how to use, know how to use Google Calendar um, or any wow. kind of calendar app. I know in high school, like day is always the same, right? Like yeah. from what, like eight to two or three or four or whatever. Um, so you, you, there's no really use of Google Calendar, but like in college, since your days are so different, like knowing when you can you know, work, when you can go to the gym, like just blocking those times off, I think helps. And if you can like actually stick to it, like, you know, you become a machine, um, uh, yeah. which I'm still learning how to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think like I was in, in an interesting spot where I was, as I said, I was virtual freshman year when a lot of people at UT were in person. So when I got to campus sophomore year, I felt like I had a lot of catching up to do. Um, so I think I said a yes to like a lot of kind of social things, <clears throat> which, yeah. which is good, but it's also like, um, you know, after you experience everything, like, you know, what's going to happen. So you should not feel afraid to say no. Does that make sense? I think yeah, that's so like a big, you, oh, go ahead. are you saying you're uh, going to like, you want to limit the amount of social interactions you're having with like, you know, going out and going to you know, football or whatever? Um, I think I'm saying like, like, of course, experience all of it, but don't be afraid to say no to it because there will always uh, be another time. There's always um, Okay, yeah. Like, you have four years, obviously make the most of it. Um, but if you go to like 25 football games as opposed to 30, like the world's not going to end, you know? Mm -hmm. I see. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, including you, have experienced a lot of challenges at college. So can you, if you don't mind, share a significant challenge you faced during your time at UT Austin and how you managed to overcome it? Yeah, is there anything in particular like you're you're looking for? Mm, I think we can do two questions, maybe one on the college side and one professionally. Okay. Um... Oh yeah, I have to think about that real quick. Yeah, take your um, time. We do have uh seven minutes before the Zoom meeting ends automatically. Yeah, then. yeah. Um, I think professionally, like, it can, especially when you have kind of expectations for yourself, and I face this, like, you have expectations for yourself, 
and you're in an environment like of friends and also just like peers who are all very high achieving, like it can, it can be overwhelming. Um, so just having people who are kind of completely outside of that circle who can help ground you, I think is very, very healthy and like mentally just like relieving. Um, do you have any tips? That on, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Just how do you find those people though? I'm like at a big, yeah. yeah, yeah. So honestly for me, like they weren't necessarily at my school. So my parents were like very kind of big in that and just like being pe people I could call who were completely outside of like my circle who I could just kind of just like talk to decompress with you know what I mean but they were still at uh, Austin. no no my like parents in in Montgomery oh they were your sort of circle your parents yeah yeah those are the people I can like kind of just you know be myself with yeah um, I see. and then also just like having older mentors who have gone th exactly through the pressure cooker that you're going through and who can like kind of be real with you and tell you how it's going to feel and what you should kind of look out for and what to expect. Um, that's also been very, very good for me and like managing that kind of environment. Um, those are the two kind of big learnings. I did not really, ex I didn't expect those. Um, but I'm kind of happy I was able to figure it out. Um, in terms of like college, um, I think what no one like prepares you for is like the whole concept of like an all nighter or going day after day of, especially when deadlines come up, just like barely sleeping, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Like you feel like a zombie kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> Like, yeah, I mean, I just remember their experiences where, like, there'd be a deadline coming up and then um, you're just, like, scrambling towards it. You'd be at the library until, let's just say, like, 3 a.m., you know, sleep, wake up at, like, 8, keep on grinding on that project so you can meet a deadline. Like, um, yeah. it's just things that, you know, classic college experience, which you'll, you'll pick up and no one really prepares you for. Yeah. So... You know, as we were coming to a close and about to end this episode, as you're approaching graduation, what are your plans for the future? Do you have any exciting projects or aspirations you'd like to pursue after completing your degree that you might want to share? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, in terms of the job, um, you know, would love to be in tech. Um, would love to explore and like be in, in the West Coast. You grew up on the East Coast, go to school in the South. Like, I feel like naturally this is a place where I need to be at some point in my life. And I feel like graduate college would be great. Um, Perfect. Yeah. I also want to just like give, give myself like a break in a way. So whether it's like uh, using senior year as that kind of way to just, you know, uh, have, have a good time with friends and also just like travel, um, planning some trips with some friends. Um, yep. Like just doing stuff like that, you know? That's awesome, man. Sounds like you have a lot in store for, uh, what's it called for the future. And I'm really inspired by the fact that you were able to, you know, start, you know, what, let's say 18 years, 19 years in the East coast, a couple years South. And now you're West coast bound. Sounds like a very fun journey. And, Something that I definitely want to maybe mimic or recreate later on after Rutgers. 
But yeah, of course. Definitely nice to have you on the pod, man. Nice talking to you. I think I learned a lot, and so will people listening. Yeah, good to catch up, man. Yeah, good seeing you, bro. Maybe we'll see each other when you're back home. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Are you, uh, wait, are you, I guess like you have summer now, right? What, what are you up to? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just working at, I'm working at Gap right now. Oh, nice. So that's cool. Mostly catching up with friends. There's, I'm doing something every day, whether it be poker, yeah. getting ice cream, playing spike ball. That's a big one. Nice. Uh, but yeah, just trying to catch up with a lot of friends who I haven't talked to a lot during senior year and people are leaving soon. Like I know my Georgia Tech friends are leaving in a week or two, but I'm oh, leaving wow. a month and a half. So trying to just trying to okay. catch up with everyone and yeah. you know, leave on good terms. But you know how it is. Yeah. Are you going to like, is there an intramural track or anything to have that? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not doing that. Um, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Your, your I'm sports sound fun, though. Like spike or even I want to get into pickleball. I like tennis now. Just yeah. something recreational. I think track was just a little too stressful and competitive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, um, yeah, dudes, let me know when you're back home and what can when you can catch up again. Yeah, sounds good, dude. Good seeing you, man. Thank you again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, have a good night. Right. Yeah, you too.